Hello there, Monkeys fanatics. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. I'm the other host, Jeff Cameron. And welcome to another Podcast Valley Sunday. We are here. We have episode 12. Wow. We're zooming through. It's been 12 weeks. Unbelievable. It's crazy. Episode 12 is called I've Got a Little Song Here. Uh, directed by Bruce Kessler, written by Treva Silverman, and it aired on November 28th, 1966. Coming to the end of the 66 era monkeys, into the 67, I, I always feel that's where they kind of take off. Yes. Their hair gets cooler. <laughs> the shows get crazier. The songs get better. True. So we're gearing up. We are gearing up right here. Absolutely. And so to get right into it, uh, it opens on the money is the root of all evil poster they have, yep. which kind of is like what this episode is about yes. in a big way. So 100%. they kind of knock you into it. And uh, Peter and Mike are playing checkers. And Peter's cheating all over the place. Yep. The mailman drops off the mail, and there's a letter to Peter from a bodybuilding school. <laughs> hey, there's a free booklet to Mr. Peter Tork from the Hercules Bodybuilding School. Mike throws it to him, and it knocks Peter over. because He's so weak, I guess. And I got to say, watching this, you think it's going to be about Peter at a bodybuilding school. Yeah. That's where I thought this episode was going <laughs> before. Like, I re- Switcheroo. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's going to be like Peter trying to get buff or whatever the heck's going to happen here. Yeah. But no, Mike also gets a letter to Dear Occupant, and <laughs> it says uh, they'll pay money for songwriters. Bring us your songs and let us start you off on a profitable new career. High-class music publishers. And Mike says, oh, I'm going to do this one of my songs. And the guys are like, wait, you wrote a song, Mike? And they're, you know, <laughs> you can't write a song. And he says, well, you guys laugh, but songwriting is a million-dollar business. And then Mickey and Davey go into this like vaudeville kind of yes, yes, yes. piano song <laughs> and dance routine with the cane. And Mickey does a cool move where he's whipping the cane around and then he whips it and misses it and Davey catches it. And it's yes. almost like a sleight of hand thing. It goes so quickly. When they kicked into it and Mike just looks at the camera. It just yeah. gives us like, no. Unimpressed. A super duper brief unimpressed look. <laughs> yeah, that's a great look. So we go into the intro. Mike is at the music publishers. And he's talking to an old man in the lobby there waiting. And the yeah. man, old man says that he wrote a song called My Funny Valentine. It helps become rich. Hey, well, I think there already is a song called My Funny Valentine. Do you want to ruin everything? Mike gets called into the office. And uh, on the door, there's a whole bunch of different businesses that this office does. And it's greeting cards, storm windows, reconditioned vacuum cleaners, magazine subscriptions, and door lettering services. Wow. So they can also put all that. Maybe they get paid by the letter, so they put all that on their own door. So put a, put a check mark for the second time besides magazine subscriptions. Yeah. Show it up in the shows. Yeah. Oh, very close to each other, too. <laughs> And so Mike meets Bernie Class, and the place is called High Class Pub- Music Publishing. Yeah. And it's his brother is High Class. And he's like, oh, your brother's High Class? He's like, no, his name is Irving. Well, then how come it's called High Class Music Publishing Company? Would you come to an Irving Class Music Publishing Company? <laughs> oh. You may know Bernie from a little TV show called Friends. He played Joey Tribbiani. No, he didn't play Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> He played the old man when Phoebe uh, is giving a massage and the lady dies on the table and her spirit goes into Phoebe. And he's the guy who says, uh, she asked him what his wife would like to see. And he said, oh, she always wanted to see everything. And then he says, 
Oh, she also wanted to sleep with me one more time. And then she says, oh, I hear laughing in my head. Anyway, he's that old man. And so uh, Mike gives Bernie the song, uh, Gonna Buy Me a Dog. And uh, he, he scans the song, <laughs> like reading the lyrics kind of to himself. It's kind of a funny thing. I'm gonna buy me a dog because I need a friend now. Uh, he doesn't look impressed. And he says to Mike, uh, all he needs is $100 to get the ball rolling. And then Mike's like, man, I, I can't do that. And Irving asks how old Mike is. He's like, well, I'm 21. When I was your age, I was 22. Mike says he'll get the money somehow. And he runs out of the office to a pay phone. And he phones his mom. If it was Mickey, his mom, and Mr. Conway. And Mr. Conway is the guy he met on a bus five years ago. <laughs> and he tells him that the music publisher wants to publish this song. And one thing I found is like, there's a lot of time doing that rotary dial. Because he's got to do... 21 numbers essentially yep, yep. I think they're all one and two but yeah things like you have to sit through watching him dial because how else would they get out there yeah, man. kind of funny so back at the monkey pad all the other guys are congratulating him telling him he's going to be rich which leads to the monkey romp number one with gonna buy me a dog yep. oddly enough it's weird it's, it's the, the guys in the monkey mobile with dogs doing dog tricks and Mike's on a bike and the unicycles show up. Of course they do. And in the commentary, Mike says how those unicycles were impossible to ride. Yeah. They had those training wheels, but they didn't do anything. And it was just like a nightmare. And they're supposed to get released, but they didn't because they were such a nightmare to ride. Huh. Peter's playing with puppies. They all have dogs. It's in the blue monkey's shirts with the checkered pants. Yes. Classic. Wait, do they Do they shoot a dog? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that would be thematically uh, consistent. <laughs> I mean, they had to bust out the girl at one point when there wasn't a girl in the episode. Yeah, yeah so a gun. We Just, need a gun soon. I hope it shows up. <laughs> Keep the streak alive. <laughs> the, the dog driving the monkey mobile. Yeah, and the fun. dog driving the monkey mobile, which is hilarious. I have to say, in uh, Gonna Buy Me a Dog, it's Mickey and Davey going back and forth. Yeah. Like improvising and just being goofy. And Mike was saying, again, in the commentary, that the mayhem and improvisation of the show started to bleed into the music. Yeah. And that's where Gonna Buy Me a Dog kind of came from. Yeah. And there's a part where after the, I think it's after the, the boop, boop, shabop, bop, ramalama. Boop, boop, shabop, bop, ramalama. And then Davey laughs. <laughs> I don't know why. I love that laugh. It's like a real. The genuine. Goofy, like high pitched. <laughs> yeah. Like a the Kawhi Leonard laugh of 1966, <laughs> where it was just so genuine that people lost their minds. She's got my jacket. And at the end of that song, when Davey's doing that, they're coming to take us away. They're coming to take us away. That's from like another song, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah. other thing. Yes. They're coming to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho ho. He he. Ha ha. Which is kind of cool. As well, and so then that's the romp. Essentially, it just has to do with dogs and get the song that Mike sang out there or is writing. Get yeah. that out there. I guess not even a Mike song, but for for yeah various story reasons, I think that's why they used "Gonna Buy Me a Dog" because there's some dog talk punning later. It's, it's memorable, and it's yeah. Because if you call it Papa Jean's Blues or something, it might <laughs> there may be more questions to be asked. But yeah. No. Yeah, so I struck me as a little odd that they use the non-Mike song for the song Mike wrote. Yeah, but hey, whatever. I bet you he was pissed. <laughs> He's yeah, for sure he was. 
<laughs> you didn't mention it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, God, this never tell a woman yes. <laughs> I think that'd go perfect with these dogs. <laughs> so anyway, back at the music publishing thing, Bernie's counting Mike's money, and he only has ninety nine dollars and ninety five cents from pawning his guitar. Ooh. Harsh. And Bernie says, You're a nice kid, right? Let's call it an even hundred. You can owe me the rest. One of the things Bernie promised him was that his song was going to be in the Joni Jans movie yep. coming out. How do I know for sure that Joni Jans is really going to do my tune in the movie? How do you know for sure? Well, I'd bet your life on it. Better still, I'll call her and prove it to you. And he picks up the phone, dials a number, and it's these older people in their underpants hanging out. And he it just has like a one-sided conversation with the guy. Yeah. And he's like, no, there's no Joni here. But then the woman kind of freaks out and gets the phone. Matt, I told you never to call me here. Yeah, so she's got the... a secret double life as a Joni. <laughs> and she's in her underpants with other people too, I guess. What the heck? Yeah. So Mike is so happy. He's so excited that his movie, his song's going to be in this movie that he runs back out to the payphone. And the same old man is still waiting in the chairs. And this is days later. Yep. And he's still in those chairs. And then one thing you can see in the office is uh, the greeting cards on the back wall. Because it's a greeting card company. And there's also a couple vacuum cleaners. Because yep. it's a restoration for vacuums. So he's got a lot of stuff on his plate there. That Bernie. Oh, yeah. Bernie class. Mickey hangs up the phone and says that he knows Mike's been had by, by Bernie. And Davey suggests that they go down to the office. And Peter asks, like, well, what could they do about it? And Mickey says, This looks like a job for... Monkey Men! Up, up and away! And so this is the introduction of Monkey Men. Again, going with, like, the cartoony aspect of the monkeys. I guess it does definitely make some sense. So they all fly off the balcony. Or, like, Mickey and Davey fly off the balcony. And Peter can't, can't get it up. Oh, <laughs> and, and that's something that's used in the intro next season. Yes. Is when they all, because Davey looks terrified. Yes. Mickey just embraces it and Peter's just jumping around. Yep. <laughs> so Mickey and Davey show up at the office dressed as piano tuners and Peter shows up, still this monkey man thing, dressed, he's covered in leaves and stuff because he, he just like jumps over the balcony and walks there essentially. This reminds me of a, a Monty Python sketch, oddly enough, because it's, you find a little odd they get a Duke decked out in the monkey men suits and their uh, piano repairmen. Yeah, that's, it was just a fly to the place. Like there was a, <laughs> the Monty Python sketch called Bicycle Repairman and it's a society of supermen. Like they all got Superman outfits on with the capes and the swirl and everything. <laughs> One of them's riding a bike and like wipes out his bicycle need fixing. So they call bicycle repairman. So one of the supermen like flies over to a, a phone booth, gets in the phone booth, changes it to like normal repairman clothes, and he like, walks over <laughs> as bicycle repairman to save the day. That's pretty much it, man. That's funny. Yeah, because it's funny. Yeah, you think the monkey men are going to do something about this, and they just turn into <laughs> piano tuners. Yep. <laughs> they don't rough them up or anything. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> But hey, it's ruse time. It is. And they, they barge into Bernie's office to tune his piano and begin the monkey ruse. Yep. And so off they go. We're going to tune the piano, Charlie. So Mike goes down to the set, to the Joni Jan set, yeah. to, to, to thank her for putting the song in. And he becomes starstruck with her. 
uh-huh. instantly. Yes. Cut back to the office and Mickey says they need proof that he's a fraud, like that Bernie's a fraud. And they hear him dictating a letter saying like, uh, you know, that song was the greatest song I've ever heard in my life. And, you know, let's let's do something here. Then says make 500 copies of that letter. Yep. So they know he's just sending this to everybody. And Peter wonders if he'd want one of his songs <laughs> for a movie. <laughs> and uh, they split. And Mickey's bummed that they have to tell Mike that Joni Jans isn't going to use one of his songs. But Peter says, well, at least he gets to hear it from friends. And they hop in the, the same phone booth that, you know. Yep. Must have cost a lot to rent that phone booth because really working it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do this thing all about this phone booth. So Mike's on set, still starstruck. He introduces himself to Joni. And she says she's happy to meet one of the little people. And she gives him her autograph, which is just like a stamp on a yep. poster. Yep. And then Mike tells her, no, it's a, you're going to be recording one of my songs for the film you're in. And uh, she says that he doesn't know what he's talking about. And he says, like, no, uh, you're mistaken. It's a song for your new flick, and it's kind of a bouncy tune. And she's <laughs> like, oh, my new flick is called a, Were- a Wolf Girl Meets a Vampire in the Old West. And then Mike starts to get wise that, you know, this, he, he got. He's been had. Yeah, he got had. <laughs> and a uh, producer comes over and fawns all over Joni. And Mike, Mike asks her uh, if the name Mike Nesmith means anything to her. No, it's only a rumor. We're just good friends. And, uh, Mike's all bummed out. And uh, at one point she says, like, she, the vampire actor has got to calm down. She's got like, yeah. all these bites on her neck. Oh, yeah. Mike, Joni Jans, you got to stand up for yourself here. <laughs> so Mike's super bummed, for right? Sure. And he's in his room and he won't come out. And the other three guys are like hanging out outside of it. And Davey goes in to talk to him. And then Mike just feels like a failure. Yep. And Davey tells him that he's not a failure. He just got tricked. And if the song had got into a movie, it would have been a smash hit. But Mike just says, I thought I'd just sort of sit around the house and fail. <laughs> Which you point out was a really great line. And yeah. I, I wonder if this kind of thing, because Mike has mentioned twice in like the real interviews yeah, that he was yeah. a failure and stuff. So I wonder if that was always kind of nagging at him that this, you know, he's on this show now, but what could happen? You know? Maybe a little. But, uh, he knows how to fail. He knows how to fail, yes. Fail upward, that boy. Man, he, <laughs> yep. he's done good for himself. Mickey comes in. He does his Cagney impression. You dirty rat. I'm going to get you, you dirty rat. <laughs> and then he asks Mike if he wants to see his Fred Astaire doing Cagney impression. <laughs> and so he does the exact same Cagney impression and then dances at the end of it like Fred yep. Astaire. <laughs> Peter comes in and he tells Mike that his mother thinks he has the best posture out of anyone he knows, out of anyone she knows. And Mike kind of smiles at that. Uh, but he's still bummed out and they leave. And they instantly come back and tell Mike they have a plan and that he's got to call Bernie up. And uh, they tell him that they're MD <laughs> and they've got to meet him at the studio in one hour. The three of them, like no, non-Mike, <laughs> they uh, roll in with the monkey mobile and back into Dean Martin's reserved spot. <laughs> and uh, the security guard tells him they can't park there and they tell him that MD has a big picture and he has 740 cast members, 350 crew members, 22,000 extras. What was your greatest expense? Coffee and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so they bust on the set and they take it over monkey style. 
they just start like at one point Mickey says like the the framing isn't right and he's like you're looking in the wrong end <laughs> he's looking in, like the lens <laughs> of the camera <laughs> which is kind of funny and no one knows who Mickey is but he tells them not to use his name because he doesn't want to embarrass the crew yeah. so when they find out who he is they'll be horrified they don't know who he is and it, that's also a good way to uh, not to tell your name he also says it'll be a good anecdote for his book <laughs> and uh Mickey walks around the set acting like a big shot. He tells one of the guys to paint the bushes uh, red instead of green. Yeah. So he starts doing that. And he meets Bernie and he plants the seed that he's making a huge picture, but he needs a song about a dog in it. And uh, Bernie tells him about Mike's song. And he goes off to get Mike. He says he'll be back in half an hour or something like that. And uh, he comes back with Mike and tells him to sign to sign away this song or whatever. And Mike says, oh, if you want my song, it's going to cost you $200. And then Bernie pays him $199 because he doesn't have $200. And Mike says, look, you're a nice guy, right? You can owe it to me. And uh, Bernie gives the paper to the boys and thinks that he hasn't made. He's super stoked. Oh, yeah. Monkey's Romp number two comes out of nowhere with Mary Mary, which is a, which is a crazy song. Yes. I brought it before. Like When I was a kid, I didn't know the monkeys did Mary Mary. I just thought like Run DMC did it and it was just a song they made up. I had no idea that the Run DMC was sampling the monkeys, which is crazy. When it came up on the record, Mary Mary's got that beat. It sounds really uh, kind of out of time. Yeah. It's a weird uh, song. Yeah, exactly. It's like like, uh, Walk This Way. Also Run DMC. They they had an ear out for like the beat you know what I mean? Like yep. that, those eight bars of that song is like, yeah, that's a hip hop beat right there. Pretty much. So it's sure. kind of crazy. So it's like the romp is the boys just running around sets, like up in the scaffolding and shining yep. spotlights again, except <laughs> not because they're going to jail, but because they're on a movie set. Yes. And uh, Peter is playing around and Mike pulls out a gun and shoots him. And Peter, the dummy falls down from the rafters. Yes. Like an actual dummy, not Peter, the dummy. <laughs> not this time. No. But it's uh, it's intense watching the thing fall, though, man. Yes. It's kind of horrifying. For real. First of all, Mike, these guys just shoot each other. Like they, they shoot <laughs> at each other. It's like, I don't know, man. Well, Mike's from Texas. He is, yeah. So it kind of comes with the, the territory. <laughs> and then at the end of the romp, Mike uh, goes to the old man's house that was in the lobby that wrote My Funny Valentine. And he pays him half of the money he got from Bernie. Because he knows he also got scammed. What is this for? Well, you see, sir, we were both uh, taken in by a pretty classy fella. And, uh, well, I'd feel better if you just kept it. I think Mike in the in the series is the heart of gold monkey. I think they all get their they chances to moments, be but like Mike a... seems to have more of them. Like, Maybe right. He has a heart-to-heart with Davy's grandfather. Yeah. He talks to the fucking weirdo farmer dad. Yeah. But yeah, seems to be making things right. Yeah, exactly. Quite a bit of the time. Yeah, Southern gentleman. The old man tells Mike that if he ever hears his song on the radio, to give him a call. And Mike says, "Oh, what's your song called?" And he, he says it like he's trying to remember the line. It's like, <laughs> "I want to buy me a dog." <laughs> like, oh, cool. And so uh, the boys don't know where Peter is, and then they look up into the sky, and Peter's monkey man flying in the sky with the strings and everything oh yes it's pretty hilarious <laughs> and yeah and that's uh that's the episode right there 
Yeah. All wrapped up. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, what are your overall thoughts? Oh, it's a, a mic episode. Yeah. And when, once again, it's like, first it's a mic episode for a bit, but then Mike, Mickey kind of takes over. Zemdi for the, yeah. the for the grand ruse yeah, yeah. of the episode because the, the monkey men, which apparently is just a means of transportation. <laughs> it is. That's all it is. <laughs> they, they, they immediately switch to the, the piano repair guys for the sort of a low-key ruse. Yeah, I wonder why that just popped up for that one little thing. Just to put the suits on. and Yeah, funny. Yeah. It's a weird Be thing. silly and uh, work the harnesses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Pete's flying at the end. Everyone but Mike gets to fly. Yeah. He definitely eventually puts the suit on. I just don't think they do it too much. No, I don't think so either. No. We'll find out. Probably all next season, it's every episode. There's this one and the uh, the monkey versus machine one that were also a lot of Mike. Yeah. There's not many other ones. No. Yeah, no, that's true. It's interesting. It's either... A Davy episode, or like I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like even yeah. like Monkey versus Machine starts off as a Peter episode, uh-huh. but then Mike like comes in. You think into, it's going to be a Peter yeah, episode? Yeah, he comes in. Like, Mike comes in. Yeah, like this one, I thought was going to be a Peter episode because of the whole setup with he's how so weak in a bodybuilding school is going to make him brief, strong. Yeah, teased a Peter episode. So it's almost like if we went the Peter route or the Mike route, it's almost the exact same route. It's just <laughs> you know getting conned. Yeah. Out of money, and just having to make it right. So maybe the songwriting thing was it's just easier Mad to do. Libs. Yeah. Maybe- oh, oh no, monkey member, we got taken in by a shady business. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> now we have to dress up as ruse disguises to, to get our blank dollars back. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, the plot to a good half dozen monkeys episodes. I think we're gonna determine. It's the second episode in a row where there isn't a girl that Davey falls in love with. That's true. They had uh, At least we had Joni Jans to look at for a minute there. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. Bit of a smoke show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that was cool. It is cool. Um, guns in the episode? There was guns. Yep, there was guns. <laughs> I didn't uh, think this would be a category for doing the Monkeys podcast, but it's definitely... We have to talk about what is there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying to think if there's anything in this episode that wouldn't fly in today's world. I don't think so. I think it's all pretty uh, tame. I don't know. Dropping your buddy from the rafters with the The shooting. With, the, with yeah, the I guess that'd be the thing. The shooting 7 the p.m. time slot. Having him fall from the rafters. <laughs> yeah, okay. That'd be the one thing they couldn't do probably. Yeah, Frowned upon. Yes. Um, Highlight of the show for me is uh, Bernie Class. His name's Phil Leeds. And the guy from Friends, because he's he's actually really funny, the yeah. way he says things and the his timing of things and that character, is not just like the one dimensional dumb gangster. He actually yeah. was a comedian. It seemed like he was really funny. It's true. So I, I really liked him. I thought he was great. It's almost like when Uncle Leo from Seinfeld was in the Monkeys in the Ghost Town, <laughs> and he was actually really funny too. He wasn't just a one dimensional dummy. I um, dig it. Best musical moment for you, would you say? Well, let's see. They did uh, Gonna Buy Me a Dog and what? Did they do anything else? Mary Mary. Yeah, Mary Mary. It'd be definitely Mary Mary. Yeah. Because it's such a, a banger. Yeah, it's a good tune. Yes. It's a Mike tune that Mike doesn't play or sing on. Mm-hmm. 
but we'll let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been it. When, when, when Run DMC covered Mary Mary, or sampled it. Yeah. Because uh, they use the sample from the song, like Mickey's yeah. singing, right? Yeah. And if Nesmith wrote it, he must have got like a little bump. Yeah. Like you get financially. credit, yes. Yeah, it's, so that'd be kind of a thing, like, because in the commentary, kind of brings it up. Yep. And he was like, I didn't see that. Like, you know what I mean? It would be like, oh, by the way, this hip-hop group just did this thing with your song. What? Yep. You're like, what's happening? Oh, yeah, and by the way, it's a super big hit, and here's a ton of money. Like, yeah. like and what? all they use is Mickey doing the, the Mary Mary and the beat and the guitar riff. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, because it's not where you're going to. It's why you're bugging. <laughs> why you're bugging. <laughs> I wonder if when Mike heard it, he's like, oh, why didn't I say why you're bugging? Yeah, for real. Oh, <laughs> they imagine? made it better. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're going to doesn't quite roll off the tongue. No. Why, why you're bugging? bugging? That lets way. you know. Yeah. <laughs> One thing with um, in Mike's book, at least, he uh, money seems to find him. Kind of, like, yeah. Like the thing, like the monkeys thing got a bunch of money from that. And then with his mom with liquid paper, got money from that. When yeah. he started buying all the videotapes and, and the distribution when no one else was doing that, yeah, yeah. got a lot of money for that. Definitely. Then Mary Mary's a hit. Some money comes in from that. It's just like, man, oh man, Nesmith. Probably made a few bucks from MTV itself. Yeah. I think even art, he did bought a bunch of art at one point that then got super yeah, famous or something like that. But it's crazy. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's a very interesting book. Does all right. That Mike Nesmith. He does. He does, he does. So, yeah. Any personal memories for you with this re- episode? This particular episode, not so much. I just... No, no, me not. I remember thinking it was... Uh, I remember thinking, a lot of Mike in this one, like especially when he's on the phone. Yeah. It was that one long take when he's in dialing numbers. In the commentary, too, he talked about like when they just go, hey, guys, now go crazy. Do some rompy stuff. He would never know what to do. <laughs> it didn't come as natural to him as everybody else. Yeah. Just tell him to talk faster and talk louder. Like George Lucas direct these episodes. <laughs> well, kids, I think we're about that time where the ongoing random three-song monkey countdown, you can hashtag that if you want. It's the rando select them up countdown there. featuring the wool hat of mystery. Man, now oh, that man. rolls off the tongue. Yeah, exactly. Why you bugging? <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, reach in there. It's your week for two. Two-way-two-pit-to-boof. Two big hits in a row, first of all. Ooh, okay. I thought they were going bad times. No, it's not bad times. But it is Daydream Believer. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, man. Cheer up, sleepy Jean. Oh, what can it mean to a Daydream Believer and a homecoming queen? This is like, tricky. This is... Um, that's wow. Like culturally, one of the three or four most important monkey songs. Yes, hands down. One of the two number ones. Yes. It was their last number one. Yeah. So just think of Little Bit Me, Little Bit You came to number two. The song that kept Little Bit Me, Little Bit You out of number one spot was Something Stupid by Frank and Nat- Nancy uh. Sinatra. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I love. Daydream Believer. I think I guess they recorded it for Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones, but they kind of kept it in, in their back pocket for the next record. 
So they had a, they, they knew it was going to be big, but they just wanted to hang on to something, like a, a sure thing for the next record. But imagine on Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones taking off, like, Hard to Believe or something, and popping Daydream Believer onto that record alongside Pleasant Valley Sunday and Love is Only Sleeping. And, like, yep. think of how strong that record gets with Daydream Believer on it. It's a two-sider. Yeah. So it's a two-sider already. But that would be, like, a major important album. Indeed. And uh, the, the tune itself, it's... It's a Davy song through and through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, and it's just one of the ones that I can remember when we uh, saw the Mick and Mikey. God, I was called that. <laughs> <laughs> we saw the Mike and Mickey show, and they did Daydream Believer. Yeah. Right. They were little, like uh, Mickey sings as a kind of a tribute thing. And it's like uh, you get totally swept up in it live because yeah. everybody knows it, everybody's singing it. Yeah. Especially now, like that. You know, Davey's not here. It takes on a different thing. Like you're really belting it out. Yeah. And yeah, it's a it is a great song. And when uh, when Mickey and Peter did it, it was shortly after Davey had died. It was like the first tour without him, and uh, they used Davey's vocal track. They played along with Davey, which is kind of that was something. And That's pretty cool. You hear people sobbing in the audience. Yeah, no doubt. I, when we saw it, it, they playing it. I was like tearing up. Just like the whole emotion of the night was so awesome. Yeah. And just that was like, yeah, crazy. So, yeah, so like, it's a major monkeys song, but that doesn't mean it's gonna finish too high on our countdown. No, no, <laughs> a little too mainstream. Yeah, and it, it suffers from the thing we talked about earlier about. Still, it seems like no one has explained to Davy Jones how a rock and roll works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Somehow this uh, still squeaked through. These, it's these, such a wicked song. But these soft shoe tap dance numbers keep rolling up onto these monkeys records. <laughs> he does Valerie, and that's like a rare Davy rocker. Yeah, yeah. But this is a daydream believer, and it's kind of epic in its own way. Yeah, and and the video with them, where Mike has the big sunglasses yes. and the tie on, in the rainbow room. Thing. Yeah, yeah. playing the yeah. And he's doing the Axl Rose yeah. walk. <laughs> yeah, the Axl Rose thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's like, like a classic. That's like the yeah. monkeys like got their look. Mickey has the big hair. It's yes. pretty radical. That whole thing's pretty awesome. That's the the summer of love look. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So where do we pop it in the countdown? Do you think it's a top tenner? What's ten? Right now, number 10 is take a giant step inside your mind. Outside your mind. Somewhere. <laughs> do you think it's better than Dream World? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do that. Is it better than Oh My My? Yes. Okay, so your new number 11 is Daydream Believer. Nice. Not bad, not bad. Pass me the hat. <laughs> oh, songs. What we got here? Papa Jean's Blues. Hey. There we go. I have no more than I did before, but now I've got all that I need. For I love you and I know you love me. Go. We've not done this one yet. No. Tremendous. But, it's come up a couple times on the show. Yep, it is. Yeah. I remember really liking it. Like, it's one, I really like this song. Yes. Got that, you know, and the, the name's not mentioned anywhere in the song, right? Like, they never say Papa Jean's Blues. I have no more than Papa Jean's Blues. 
No, that's that's a, that's a Mike Nesmith trademark for whatever reason to be like I don't know. Yeah, countercultural anti mains I'm not gonna sing that. <laughs> Why well, need no name the song in the song? <laughs> that's what we're looking for. And yes, this is Mike's song from side one of the first Monkeys album. They let him have a song per side. I wonder how he wrangled that. Oh, uh, yeah. He talks a little bit about it in the book. He eventually wrangled himself into getting a song per side. And his song on side two is not going to buy me a dog, which closes the <laughs> album. <laughs> it's a uh, sweet young thing. Yeah. He has two good songs in the first record. Two solid ones. Sweet young thing actually mentions the title in the song. Which yeah. Mike sell it out. Yeah, they said, "Look, bud, <laughs> we'll let's do it once. You're not doing it twice." <laughs> yeah, I remember this. I remember that we started watching the show, and I dug up Mom's albums. And I remember hearing Papa Jean's Blues on it. This <laughs> record, like a lot of Mike's songs, it has that long melody, and just like flows together nice. Yeah, and uh, I don't need to tell you, I'm awfully fond of. A lot of Mike Nesbitt songs. <laughs> Same. So you think uh, better than Take a Giant Step? Oh. Is Papa Jean's Blues better than Take a Giant Step? That's the question on the yeah, table. Yeah, that's the question. I'll say yes. Yeah, I agree. And then up after that is I'm Not Your Stepping Stone. I'm not sure we'd go that far. No, so I put it between the two. In between the two. So we have a new top ten? That is a new number 10, I believe. There you go. So our new number 10 is Papa Jean's Blues from the Monkey self-titled debut. Boom. All right, so Jeff, reach on in there. Go uh, wrist deep in the hat of wonder. Did you say wrist deep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Our next song, Lucky Us, is uh, Secret Heart from Poolit. <laughs> wow. Mickey Dolan's Deep album cut. Secret Heart from Poolit is a tasty slice of mid-80s cheese. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy how mid-80s it sounds. Like It sounds like aha uh-huh, more than it sounds like the monkeys. It's, yeah, it sounds like a like it's Gloria Stefan or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. of the time. It's what music sounded like then. It's the equipment that was available. Yeah. And there's nothing... Too, like glaringly over the top about it. It sounds like he's just trying to make a cool little song. Yeah. But again, it is what it is. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It is what it is. So yeah, I don't know what to really even say about it. Like it's just one of those songs. When you get into the Poolit era, like for us, and yeah. I think for a lot, like obviously not every monkeys fan, because some people really like, dug Poolit. This is somebody's favorite monkey song. Oh man. <laughs> hey, man. It's conceivable. This is somebody's favorite monkey song. And this might be like the third or fourth best song on Pool It. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It is not super. What would you say is the best song? Just going off the top of your head. I think Heart and Soul is probably the best song. See, for me, I go Getting In. Massive chorus. and I love Getting In. Uh, you love Getting In, do you? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> nothing Paco likes more than Getting In. Yeah. I'm getting into your heart. <laughs> Does it have to do with the pool thing? The, I don't know. I wonder what it is. 
<laughs> I think it's the only Peter song on the record. Get it into the pool. <laughs> no, there's another one. Like the second last song is also a Peter song, and it is silly. We'll have to wait till it comes up. Unless right. you start listening to Pool It yeah. on your own time. Yeah. Which, I got the for record. real, if you find the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't come to work on time. I've got to listen to Pool It. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to everybody. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, why didn't you say so? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Take the day off. Yeah, geez. You got to really absorb that secret heart. <laughs> listen. It's not a one-listen record. Put on side two of changes while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> man, Okay. So, listen here. Secret heart. Is that better than D.W. Washburn? D.W. Crotch burned. <laughs> How did it take this long? Um, what I just thought for right now, I thought that exact thing. Like, how have we never called this song D.W. Crotch Burn? Were you laughing at it before you said it? <laughs> I Tremendous. Didn't, and I didn't know we were going to bring up D.W. Washburn. I was trying to figure out a way to weasel it in to the conversation, and luckily it came naturally. <laughs> D.W. Crotch Burn. I heard a young boy say he... Whoa. C.W. Crunchburn. I heard a sweet voice. I heard a young boy say. Today's your lucky day. (laughs) Got a prescription. (laughs) I can finally get laid. (laughs) Rub it on my thighs. I'm feeling fine. And I'll never be the same. <laughs> so stupid. Um, so in other words, Secret Heart. <laughs> Better than D.W. It's like, well, what would I put on first? I would not put on any of these. No. No. See, I always figured D.W. Washburn would hold down the bottom position. Oh, oh, what? Could it be? Could today be the day? I don't know. It's just saying, like, they're both so, like... <laughs> See, here's the thing. D.W. Washburn, I, like, have, like, a physical repulsion to. <laughs> yes. Whereas sake, Secret Heart, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I put it above D.W. Because I could probably listen to it without... Okay. Putting a pencil in my earballs. Is it better than laugh? Is it better than laugh? <laughs> I don't know. Then erupt. I can't get her off of my mind. Yeah. Sorry, and then never tell a woman yes. Is <laughs> this the kind of questions we have <laughs> find ourselves asking? Yeah, things you think like, this, this is this project we've given ourselves. Yeah, it gets <laughs> tricky at the bottom. I'm just gonna put it. Yeah. Between can't get her off of my mind and laugh. Laugh, and yeah. Laugh, we'll be done with that. <laughs> Not to think about Secret Heart for a little while. All right. So there we go. Ooh. This list is getting intense. Yeah, man. What are we up to number-wise? Do we even know? There's All 33 right. and a third songs, if we count. Ooh. D- nice. D.W. Crouchford. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, we're doing it. We're, we're moving up now to almost the top 40. It's going to be a big day. Oh, boy. 
big top 40, Dang. what everybody cares about. And there's still 110 songs after that. <laughs> you've got to find spots for good times. It's going to be intense. It's going to be crazy. We get to the last one and where uh, it fits in. Yeah. <laughs> for real. I wonder, I wonder what the last one picked is going to be. Yeah. It's like uh, the one we don't pick, the one you have to choose because it's at the bottom. You have to pick it. <laughs> like me in the hockey draft. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. All right, cool cats. Uh, let us know what you think about the countdown. Yes, I know. Please. I bet a lot of people us not putting Daydream Believe in the top ten is going to cause an uproar. We're, we're getting letters for people who might be listening or might not be listening. Mm. But definitely, yeah, check out our social media. We're having great times doing this. We hope you have a yes. good time listening. And uh, yeah, thanks for checking us out. And have yourself a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Bye bye. Hey Monkeys fans, if you like what you're hearing, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They're all at Podcast Valley Sunday. We'd love to hear from you. Also on our Facebook group, we'll be updating the countdown every week, so you can keep up to date with that. And if you can rate us, please rate us, but be nice. We're thin-skinned. <laughs>